Hey, witches. Welcome back to the party. What are y'all doing this weekend? I don't know. It depends on certain things. Well, the reason I ask is because I want to say what I'm doing. Oh, what are you doing, Zen? Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, there's a beer fest Ooh. tomorrow. And I'm hoping to go. The last time that they had a beer fest, this is in Cropus Christi. Cropus? Cropus. <laughs> it, was, it was pre-pandemic. I want to say it was like 2020. And that was the last time that they had a beer fest. And that, it, after that, it was like lockdown. So is it always like in June? I, I want to say it was literally like the third one that they ever had. Uh-huh. So it's usually actually... So the it might have been 2019 is it what was, I'm saying. Oh, no, no. It was February. Oh. Yeah. So you're all getting each other the COVID at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so they moved it from cold weather to hot. Yeah, Ugh. I know. Mm, not sweating it up they probably just don't want people hanging out there too long (laughs) right well yeah last time it was it was i think it was like later at night it was it lasted until like seven or eight or something like that Mm -hmm. and this is like one to six so what goes on there so you buy your ticket and depending on what ticket you get you get like like a chalice but it's like a little (laughs) it's like a six ounce cup Mm-hmm. That you just take and you try out these. Is beers. it like plastic or? No, it's glass. I think Arnold's been to that, so I think he needs to tell me. Yes, it's okay for me to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's really nice. I'll just tell him we're doing research. I'm gonna wear uh, my uh, my friend, my coworker is gonna make pretzel necklaces for us, so y'all can eat, so that we don't get too runk. What too if quickly? the flies? What's like, a pretzel you? necklace? So <laughs> you get like this fishing line. And you just put, uh, those are Joe's kids, by the way. If you ever hear any kind of noises in the background, it's almost absolutely her kiddos and her puppy dog. Yeah. And possibly her um, husband. Yeah. All the animals. Adorable. (laughs) All all the cute animals. The purpose of the pretzel necklace is so that you don't have a, a completely empty stomach so what happens when you're sweating on the pretzel oh is it like, <laughs> is it like, is it like crunchy pretzels yeah oh, oh i thought it was like a you know like when you go to the mall and there's like oh bread no pretzel. I'm well, like, it's gonna end up like that, in that heat. <laughs> i'm <laughs> sure you think like man she's really putting her <laughs> take some cheese with you i'm sure you could you could right putting some but time into that you like, shouldn't she's like extra salty <laughs> It's like, man, of, of all the pretzel necklaces, you have the pretzel of the sea. But I don't even, I mean, I, pretzels are okay, but like, I'm not a huge fan of pretzels. I guess, I guess like, Can just, I put a bread sticker on my thing? <laughs> oh, gross. From Little Caesars. <laughs> what oh, a crazy it for sure. For sure. You're going to be all greased up and get a tan. Whatever soaks up. I will keep the vampires away. The alcohol. And then, okay, so I'm hoping that you'll go with me also. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Will we'll y'all see. be filming? We would, we'll be filming. So whatever we can get out of that, we'll put it on social. Awesome. Y'all want to know what I'm doing tomorrow? Yeah. I am doing a mini book haul. Yeah. I decided to be a little nerd tomorrow and go to the thrift shop, to the dollar store, and to half price books to see what gems I can find. Oh, yeah. And I will be filming this as well and be putting it on TikTok and our other social media. Just awesome. like y'all. If you see anything like spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Spicy. Bring it. Bring mm. it. So we can <laughs> put it on our shelf. 
Well, we, we were we're gonna right, right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to get started? Sure. I wa- do want to say a quick note about last uh, episode. We did say that we were going to do six chapters, and we only ended up doing four. Yeah. So this time around, we're doing uh, chapters 17, 18, and 19. Um, one other note I want to, to give a little recognition to the little song bite. Uh, it's actually from Zan and mine's brother. His name is Heracleo, but uh, his artist name is actually Heracleac. Uh, and he has a couple songs on Spotify, so you can check him out if you'd like. He's really fun. Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three Whining Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and give us a five-star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. The first wine of the night, the first victim, was Italia. Italia? Say however you want, baby. Uh, yeah, I've already had a few glasses. Italia Roscato. <laughs> Rosa Dulce, <laughs> sweet rosé. You know it's like Italian and not Mexican. Okay. <laughs> Italia. Italia. Roscato. Rosa Dulce, sweet rosé. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what is? Did you want to get started or what did you want to do? Yeah, oh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Faith. Faith uh, emailed us, or she messaged us, and she said that she really liked the podcast so far. Uh, it's like hi, being Faith. around friends, yeah. Thank you, Faith. We, we do appreciate your listening. Um, yeah. You. Yes. We're brand new, so. Thank you so much. We love all the feedback. I almost mm-hmm. cried. Okay. <laughs> you did emotional. cry. I didn't. You did via emoji, so that counts. Yeah. In front of people. So we're starting off with chapter 17. I don't recall how chapter 16 ended. What was that? Chapter 16 was when she goes to bed after um, Tamlin defends her from the Naga. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. A special request for that word to be said again in this next uh, episode. That word being Nalgas. <laughs> so, in the middle of the night, Fair wakes up from a st- with a start, I'm sorry, from nightmares of the Naga, Naga, a <clears throat> pale, faceless woman asking for her name. Uh, when the haze from this dream fades, she can hear shouts coming from the front hall. She also heard screaming, so she headed toward the front hall. She sees Tamlin carrying uh, in a screaming fairy on his back. She describes him as having blue skin, gangly limbs, and long onyx hair. She could see that blood was running down his back from the stumps on his shoulder blades. This is where his wings should have been. Uh, Lucian joins him in the center of the hall and clears off the table so that he can put it, put the fairy on the table. He's laid down on the table, and Tamlin tells Lucian he found him dumped just over the borderline. He's from the summer court, uh, and the fairy sadly states, she took my wings. Hold on. Let me stop you right there. Um, I, the only reason I'm stopping you is because um, she starts from the nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that she is having this dream about a female with red fingernails. Mm-hmm. So she's like, this is the beginning of her having, because she eventually starts having more of these dreams, right? Um, but I was wondering 
what y'all thought about that. If you think that maybe Amarantha already has or is having an inkling that this is happening, because this is not something that she is like, Farrah wouldn't be able to dream up by herself. You know? Right. Is right. that you, something you like, like she's being creepy and like somehow magically finding her way into her dreams? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Even though she doesn't know who she is because she is literally um, wanting to know her name. Yeah. In the dream. Maybe. I, I think that's, you know, very. I wouldn't put it past her. Also, when uh, another indication I wanted to say right now was that Feyre probably really hated hunting because mm. when she heard the cries and the of that uh, Faye that they bring in, that she compared that to that of an animal that yes. she yeah, wasn't was able really to sad. kill right away, mm-hmm. oh. which is really sad. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So Feyre walks toward that table and Tamlin's trying to soothe the fairy. He sees that the wings were ripped off and there's rough edges, muscles, and tendons showing. Tamlin tells the fairy to lay still as he's trying to soak up the blood. Uh, And Feyre tries to pin his arm down to help Tamlin clean the blood. At this point, Lucian pukes and leaves the room after seeing the horror of the fairy's injuries, which is pretty interesting. You know, you think of Lucian as being this tough guy and he, Mm -hmm. he couldn't handle it. Yeah, I, I just to be you know, I'm sorry. That I know that I was surprised initially. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I also was thinking like now in hindsight thinking about it all of the things that he's seen that Right, but we don't get into that until a few chapters later. Yes. So right now yeah. as if you were just reading it, you would think why is this tough guy so weak? Yes. <laughs> Not weak, but you know, uh, squeamish. So Barry realizes that the blood is flowing too quickly, so the fairy is likely going to pass on. Tamlin states he is unable to heal the wounds as great as these, so his magic is not strong enough to, to heal these wounds. Feyre takes the fairy's hand and tries to soothe him, brushing his hair out of his face. She lies to him, saying it will be all right. She even tells the fairy that he would get his wings back, swearing that this was true when he asked, Do you swear? She said yes. So clearly she lied to this fairy. Do you agree with what she did? I do. I think it's an act of compassion. And if I was in her shoes, I would do the same thing. Yeah, I, I think she was trying to comfort him. And that was all she could think of to help distract him from his, you know. His pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the panic and the frenzy. Yeah. So, yeah, she was just, it was a human moment for her, for sure. Well, I say human, but, like, it was a moment of, like you said, compassion. Yeah, not to be a downer, but I've been through this situation, and when you're going through it, it kind of takes a toll on you, you know, lying to the person. But deep down, you know that you did good, so. Yeah. So, Tamlin prays, cauldron save you, mother holds you, pass through the gates, and smell the immortal land of milk and honey. (laughs) Fear no evil, feel no pain, go and enter eternity. Pharaoh holds onto the fairy's long hand after he passes, waiting for his soul to leave his body. She silently asks who could hurt him like that. So at this point, do you think that Pharaoh is sort of a hypocrite? She did kill Andrus and, and she skinned him. What do you think? No. Um, if anything, she's... Um lifting kind of lifting the veil of her own ignorance she is you know seeing this fey at his most vulnerable you know he's about to die so um she's able to show compassion and basically she's also based unlearning all of the centuries of propaganda from, you know, the human realm where they instilled fear among all the humans regarding the Fae, 
while also being an example to Tamlin in this moment that humans are able to change their minds about Fae and them being dangerous and to be fearful of them. Right. You know, instead of being insufferable, dim-witted animals. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Okay, so Tamlin leads Farrah up the stairs. She tells him, we can't just leave him there. And Tamlin lets her know he was going to walk her upstairs before he dealt with the burial of this fairy. Farrah says that she wants to go and she wants to help, but Tamlin's adamant that it is not safe for her and he would do it alone. She turns to go to her room and he asks why she reacted like this, comforting the fairy. And Farrah says, because I wouldn't want to die alone. Because I would want someone to hold my hand till the end and a while after that. That's something everyone deserves, human or fairy. She expresses she regrets what she did to Andrus and hate and the, in the hate in the, her heart when it happened, and so she apologizes to Tamlin. He nods and turns away to lay the fairy to his final rest, and Fairy just watches him as he goes. And that's how the um, chapter comes to a close. Mm-hmm. Any, okay. Any comments? So uh, I have a spoiler area i know it's i know we don't want to try and jump ahead but the reason i want to say it here is that you've if you're going through the podcast you're probably already done i'm hoping that you're already done with this book you know Mm -hmm. but if you aren't then um just ignore me for the next 10 seconds (laughs) okay 10 minutes she said 10 seconds (laughs) 10 seconds yeah so likely this is a bit of foreshadowing for the end of the book regarding pharah she holds the Fae's hand until his soul leaves his body. So she's waiting until well after he loses consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And that's because that's going to be something that happens later on for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just something that um, I think that there, there's a bit of foreshadowing going on in when she talks about waiting for his soul to leave his body. Right. Okay. All right. So let's go on to chapter 18. So the next day, all was cleaned up in the front hall. Pharaoh thinks to herself that if she is to stay in spring court, she should repair what she has ruined. Um, and the way, what she means by this is by basically apologizing about Andres. Unsure how that would, you know, repair anything, but, you know, yeah. that's what she's hoping to do. Tamlin and Lucian emerge from another wing, and Tamlin offers Vera a ride with him and Lucian, which she accepts. He takes her uh, to a grassy knoll. <laughs> I always just, I don't know why. It's but, the grassy knoll, not the JFK. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Grassy knoll will always be, be etched in my mind as something related to JFK. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, while this is going on, the whole time she's lamenting about the high lord having digging dug a grave for a stranger another uh, appealing thing or idea for pharaoh is you know that he is a a big high lord and he was willing to do that for another fae they laid a blanket for them to lay on lucian uh this is on the grassy knoll (laughs) lucian plops onto it but pharaoh doesn't want to sit and um sit around and just lay on the blanket she wants to explore instead she asks where they are and tamlin replies just a glen (laughs) (laughs) this is a uh this is a big um this is a moment when lucian laughs at him because it's it's like so small of a moment like he's like just a glen (laughs) but in the entire time the the time that they're going up to go visit this glen she vera is just kind of overcome by the beauty and 
you can tell in the in the text that she is describing the area with a lot with the eyes of an artist you know she's like talking about you know all the different kinds of blooms and so on and he's like it's just a glimpse and Lucian just kind of scoffs. But it's also really funny because he asks if she likes it, and all she says is yes. Yes. Yeah. So they're bo- but that's the that's the thing. I think they're both kind of like very short. No one's willing to give up any of their own um, selves, mm-hmm. and so they're very short with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like Lucian's just in the background, just like oh my god. <laughs> Neither one of them wants to talk to the other. <laughs> Will you two just get it together? <laughs> yeah. Will you just open up already? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let's. So she retorts, um, asking if she would, um, if she would have to grovel and thank him for bringing her there. While doing so, she calls him High Lord, revealing what the serial told her. Uh, the serial, I mean. They have a playful conversation about the surreal, telling her to brush him and train him <laughs> with treats, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love this moment. Tamlin roars with laughter, which is not his usual behavior. And it's so rare that it makes Feyre laugh, too. Lucian laughs that she finally made a joke, and Feyre tells Lucian he doesn't want to know what the surreal <laughs> said about him. So this comes. Uh, this leads us to our first question for this chapter, which is: If you were the serial, what kind of things would you have said about Lucian? I would have said he likes the ladies' company <laughs> a lot. Oh, I know. He's a man. Oh, <clears throat> I would have said meet me behind the house in the garden for a good time. Meet <laughs> me behind the bush. <laughs> the hairy knoll. <laughs> If I had control over what the cereal and what he or she would have said, I would have told Lucian to not say anything that comes to his mind all the damn time and to save himself a lot of grief. Right. If you know what I mean. I would have said things that would have given a deeper understanding of him. Mm. Yeah, no. I would have said something like snarky because he's so snarky all the time. He is. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind, he's like, I'm going to say it. I need to say it. <laughs> yeah. don't say it okay Tamlin rises and helps Feyre to her feet he says he wants to show her something oh <laughs> yeah buddy yeah. <laughs> he takes her to a sparkling silver pool he tells her to leave a, uh, to have a look and Feyre believes it to be starlight he confirms it is she asks how it's possible he says he doesn't know how it's there in the text he says I never asked and they never told me. She then sees that Tamlin is trying to get naked to swim <laughs> in the pool. And he asks, <laughs> he asks her to join him. She's like, Heck no. Feyre <laughs> uh, questions Tamlin if Lucian is all right after the previous night. Tamlin informs him, her that Lucian has pa- a past that makes things like that difficult he tells Feyre that Lucian is the youngest son of the high lord of the autumn court the youngest of seven brothers each of the brothers sees each other as competition the strongest would inherit the title basically for the autumn court Lucian um so he gives some background on Lucian Lucian fell in love with a fairy his father didn't agree with he said he was going to marry her anyway Throwing his weight around, Lucian's father had her executed in front of him while his brothers made him watch 
Following her death, Lucian left the court and his brothers decided to kill him. Three came after him and only one returned to the autumn court. Tamlin and Lucian killed one each. Tamlin did so because they had crossed into his court. He claimed Lucian as his own and made him emissary. Lucian's father has never apologized and Feyre thinks to herself in this moment that she now understands the walls that Lucian has built up for himself. So do you think it's that's why she thinks like maybe he's hiding behind the snark? Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I he think... really wants to be her friend, but he's so snarky. He's mm-hmm. not going to be like, hey, friend, be my friend. <laughs> yeah. I also kind of think that the I think in the last uh, podcast episode that we did, we mentioned the fact that he's had several people come oh, yeah. in. And I want to think that maybe like Lucian's probably a little bit jaded. Mm. Like maybe this one isn't going to necessarily take either. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think maybe maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. Um, but I also wanted to bring up here that Talon says that she, that Lucian's, uh, the, the, the fae that, that he wanted to marry was put down, which I say put down. He, he didn't say executed. And this was, this is basically like, like an animal. You know, you don't put right. down humans or you put down animals. And so I'm, I kind of wonder if maybe Talon had a little bit of uh, some prejudice there too. I thought the same thing. Yeah. So basically um, Talon makes him emissary and all that stuff because Talon cannot talk and basic and um, Lucian can. And so mm-hmm. that's basically what Lucian is there for. <laughs> Talon asks Feyre what would be enough to make her happy. And she answers, I don't know. Tamlin teases her a bit, and then Vera says that she would like a swim in the starlight. She starts to undress, and Tamlin checks her out slowly. He follows her lead and undresses as well. Vera sees that his body is very manly, not like dorky as Isaac. <laughs> adequate Isaac. I, I, yeah. Dorky and adequate Isaac. Yeah, I think she mentions that he is like in a gangly yeah, like he, yeah, <laughs> like a teen bod, you know, like yeah, pre-adolescent, and that awkward, awkward age yeah. where yeah. men are like in between being. No offense to you, teens, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and like Tamlin's like Fabio, right? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, this leads to our second question for this chapter. Uh, do you think that this? is moving a little quickly now when them getting undressed in front of each other it seems like they're um, moving kind of at high speed from hating each other to getting comfortable in their undies with each other um yeah i think it is moving (laughs) fast but i think that sometimes there are some relationships where you know things do move fast Uh, you do know right away so yeah i also think you shouldn't show your chonies on the first date <laughs> well <laughs> i'm wondering like she said that hers weren't very like i don't know what the word she used so i'm wondering if it's like back in the day when they oh, had those yeah. long underwear you know like they were yeah. like shorts or something yeah i think she says that hers were like ivory i have a question like that. when y'all read the book what error 
I don't know. Do you imagine, like... Yeah, I have no, no idea. I have no idea. I feel like there's so many things that yeah. make it seem a little more modern, and then there's mm-hmm. things that are like, right. no, no, no. That's right, this is right. back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely see, like, spring court being more, like, in the old, mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. in the past, like, kind of right. 1700s kind of Yeah, thing. yeah. And then in other courts, <laughs> like, it's further along. You right. know, it seems like they hardly wear anything thing to cover up at all <laughs> anyway but you know like it, it's just different obviously in the spring court the expectation is that women wear dresses you know right. so like old school like yeah. yeah and and over on other certain wonderful courts they show their nagas they <laughs> <laughs> dang girl among y'all, others y'all are gonna bring that up like every once in a while we, now what we need to do is write a little dictionary for those that don't know nagas means we're trying to the appeal, booty. To, the, <laughs> appeal to, to your husband <laughs> ma'am it's <laughs> kidding uh okay so where would it, um i personally as a reader did not think that this was moving too fast because we're like we're getting into the book and i was like where when where's the action already (laughs) that is exactly what i'm trying to say like at this point i was like move it along no one's showing any real skin i can see his muscles that's fine but like when are we gonna you know see some (laughs) booby i'm just joking (laughs) notice you didn't say nothing about them i don't want to see that Okay, so during their conversation, Feyre reveals she taught herself how to swim. This is um, this is when she explains that she taught herself how to swim in a pond from where she is in the in the human realm, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where I have this extra note where I believe this is where Feyre gets her watery bowels. And you know, I yeah. think we talked about this, and I don't remember her. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember. I'll have to like reread it and figure out where she gets her, or when they actually mention in her watery wells. You telling me this is like, I didn't realize that. Because so. <laughs> she was just dirty. <laughs> well, her mom did die of like typhus. So Do you mean like something there. like got into her like GI? Yeah, that means it went to her booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, unless she, unless she like drank it, but she like probably otherwise. did. She drank it, and it, like she should have drank that starlight, so she could have been happy in the rest of her life. Anyway, that's what they. That's what he said. He okay. says that if you just drink some of the starlight, that you should be happy for the rest of your life. Little does he know that life expectancy was like a hundred years, and not for five hundred. Fairy. Um, okay. This is uh, when Tamlin asks Farah how her father lost his fortune. She goes on to tell him that his title of king of merchants was a lie. They were just a good name that masked three generations of bad debt. Eight years ago, he lost his money on a risky venture. And in an attempt to clear some debts, he um, put all of their fortune on three ships um, and they all, you know, basically uh, went down in the the waters, whatever. They sank. They sank. <laughs> yes. Uh, when that fell through, the creditors came to beat the crap out of him. His father gave up trying after that. Three years later, after their money had run out, Farah began hunting. On their way back to the manor, 
Feyre gets caught by Lucian, uh, staring at him. <laughs> I would do the same thing. Um, Feyre thanks Lucian for the advice on catching the cereal. She tells him um, if he wants her dead, he needs to try harder. He tells her that's not what he had intended. And should it have happened, it wouldn't have bothered him. But, you know, <laughs> he did not plan that. She tells him she understands the difficulty of having to live with the person who killed his friend. So she's kind of like... <laughs> I get it. I would not have tried to make him feel better about that, honestly. But <laughs> not for real. Whatever. Um, three. is This is the next question that we have. Would you trust Lucian again? Uh, or would you think that this would be a good time to start over? I think it's a good time to start over, but later on, trust him. I would not trust him. I, personally, if if I was Feyre, I would still be wary. Yeah, same. time, though. Not like tomorrow. Uh, we are our mother's daughters, uh, so we don't trust nobody. No. <laughs> the book man. <laughs> yeah, and in that moment, um, it does seem like she... You know, she has shown that he can trust her more than vice versa, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to her keeping his secret about his providing the information about the cereal. And um, because she has shown how compassionate she can be toward the Fae, mm-hmm. especially with what happened the night before. So Lucian says that Tamlin informed him that her first shot was to free the cereal. He tells her that many other fairies would not have done that. And he gives her his jeweled knife, um, regretting that he had hesitated after he heard her scream. (laughs) That bastard. Mm -hmm. Um, He had broken his word. And of course, although snarky, Lucian is a man of honor. Quick interruption to uh, introduce our next wine. It is Stella Rosa Blueberry. Very good. Mm-hmm. Chapter 19. The following morning, Farah has found that her painting supplies have arrived. Have arrived. Sorry. Before he gives her the supplies to her, Tamlin gives her a tour of the art gallery. She notices that he cleaned it all up for her, and she seems to be pretty flattered by this. She's in awe of the collection, the differences in colors, the types, still lives, portraits, whatnot. Uh, she even sheds a tear in appreciation of the type of art she would not otherwise be able to see in her previous life. So is there something in your life that you appreciate so much it could bring you to tears? And if yes, what is it? You know, I had trouble thinking about this. Not that I'm, like, ungrateful or anything. <laughs> but um, I really don't know. I would say my friends, my families. Mm-hmm. You, Zan? Um... Yeah, probably anything that my son does that involves learning to do things. My That's son is so sweet. Yeah, he's. I was going to say something so not sweet, but go ahead. Well, <laughs> that is very sweet. Yeah, nice. he um, he's you know on the spectrum and he's nonverbal at this point. Um, and so whenever I learn something new about him, it's like he shocks us. Like. Um, Knowing how to count to a hundred, and we had no idea, mm-hmm. and showing us that he knows how to like write it and recognize the numbers mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's like what? That's always nice. Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah. yeah. So that's something like that, or like, or when uh, Taylor Swift releases a what new the song. Hell? Well, see, that's, where, that, that's the way I was gonna go. I was gonna say like, uh, you know, we go to that 
awesome yes. every year mm-hmm. and i i would say that the one time that i almost cried is when we saw paul mccartney oh, because yes. i was so excited mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and like it was actually happening and like that's not something that i would have expected to do in my lifetime i i know like whatever yeah. they bring in a lot of people there was, but it was yeah it was paul mccartney and <laughs> no. so it was really cool and i thought that kind of almost brought me to tears. I, I, yeah. Obviously, Arnold was there, so I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to cry in front of this guy. Because <laughs> he would have like, not let me live that down. But still, yeah, that had, had almost happened. Well, I almost got brought to tears mm. last March when we went to New Kids on the Block. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, We're fun. literally on, the, like, not the first row, but, like, the first row of, like, the top section or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, who was it that came up? Joey. Okay, Joey McIntyre decided mm-hmm. to come to the exact spot that I was sitting. <laughs> yeah. We have a video well, of all this. I had to leave to take a friend upstairs because she wasn't feeling well. <laughs> <clears throat> she had a little and too much jello. Two other friends of mine, no names, Julia mm. and Sean, got to like freaking sing with his butt. I, I got to touch him. him. And we have the proof. That yes. made me cry. That was my moment. Mm-hmm. Sonia, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. You had to babysit Sonia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, no, the music for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, that, I had that also listed as like one of those moments where we were, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this week, this past weekend, Taylor Swift releases, released that song, with, uh, You're Losing Me. And oh my god, I like love that. Song. I, I don't think I've heard that. No, I'm like either. not on up and up with like new songs over and over again in the car. I'm sure I look your like husband big is in love with Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't follow her because uh, you know Swift. I got hate for her because he's so in love with her. <laughs> no, she's jealous. Charlie denies it, but I've seen his history on his YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, Arnold makes his face with his mouth like you can always tell he does this like a little. And so yeah. I know he's checking her out. So whatever, Arnold. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's so funny though because uh, one of the things I've seen on like one of these TikToks I saw uh, was a, a, a couple where the hus- the husband or the boyfriend was like, you, "You're only allowed to listen to this song like so many times in a day because if not, I feel like you're gonna break up with me." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that song is so good. Okay, so later, uh, Alice shows her to her art supplies. Uh, Faber is so impressed that the collection of supplies is bigger than the four colors she was hoping for, <laughs> which is really, really sad. Um, she had primary what colors, and then she would just mix. Oh, okay. I was like, what, what know, colors? Green, just... blue, and red. Yes, the primary colors. Zen, go back to art school. So, uh, anyway, apparently she goes on to paint for weeks, yet she doesn't share them with anyone because she doesn't think they're very good. And she would take breaks to wander through the grounds uh, with Tamlin finding new inspiration. What would you do um, as Farah if you had all the time in the world? Like, what could you do for weeks on end and not get tired of? Sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I would love to sleep. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I would love to sleep. But I don't know, like, in your waking hours, what would you do? <laughs> I would garden, read, draw, paint, write, take over the world. Mm, little things. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of asked this lot, the other podcast, whatever. But now I've had time to think. And I totally feel like I would, like, create a book nook in my house. And I would, like, you know, do the things that I wish that I could do. And mm-hmm. I still you know have I mean? time Especially for. if you had, like, yeah. Tamlin's money, right? And you could exactly. just spend all his money. Mm. 
Exactly. I would like make a entire room that just had a big mattress in it, and I would just lay oh, on it yeah. and read on it. I love it. I think I would learn how to make cakes. You know, like decorate <laughs> cakes and make pretty cakes, and that could be my hobby. Although I would probably eat like all the icing because I love me some icing. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I would invite you over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that would be so cool to. Ha- I, ha- I mean, I am so in awe of some people who make really pretty cupcakes. Uh, and regular cakes, mm-hmm. and like their decorations are so nice. Like if I even tried, it's awful. Aww. It's like a kindergartner who did it. It's no, bad. No, no. I don't even try that. <laughs> I can't even do flat uh, icing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, anyway, so when Tamlin's out patrolling, caring for his court, she seems to be starting to miss him or feel concerned about his welfare. Uh, during this time at the Supreme Court, she's plagued with nightmares involving death and the pale woman once again. Uh, she stays with the High Lord, according to the advice from the serial. After some time at the Spring Court, Pharaoh starts painting the High Lord himself. <laughs> not, not him, but pictures of him, because that would be funny if she was painting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You said this, and I, something just came to mind real fast. I'm sorry. I'm no interrupt problem. You. Last chapter... No, was it last chapter seven? No, was it 17 when the fairy was dying? Mm-hmm. Was it 17? It was 17. Okay. When she was holding his hand, I couldn't help but think that she was thinking about drawing him yeah, while he yeah, was yeah. dying. Yeah, she always, like, when she <laughs> sees people saying things like, I could never paint him, like, you know, yeah. the way it is or whatever. I'm like, girlfriend, you don't have to paint everything. <laughs> I was like, he's dying, and that's what she's thinking about. Know, like, what the yeah. heck? Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> it just came to mind. So she spends more time uh, with Tamlin wandering the grounds and having actual conversations, more than one word. Uh, she's so distracted by painting that she even stops thinking about her own family for a bit until she passes the outer hedge wall. Which I, I was wondering, is that the, where she saw her brother? <laughs> um, I'm thinking so, yeah. This janky leg? Um, <laughs> anyway, so she realizes her family probably hasn't even thought of her uh, and the rest of her previous world move on, moved on without her. And so this makes her a bit sad and she wonders if Tam has been using painting as a way to distract her from constantly asking to go home or to get out of his hair while he's out protecting the lands. And so she's getting angry about this. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So. It, that part is annoying to me because she says she that he let her forget them. I'm like, oh, yeah, biatch. Yeah. <laughs> she like, you to forgot. It. You know, <laughs> he can't make you forget nothing. Come well, on. she was going to ask him in the first place, remember? She had told him that she was going to, in this chapter, she had said that she was going to ask him in the first place, but he had come with it to her. Do you not remember yeah. that? No. Come yeah. with what? The artifact? Well, no, about like um, glamoring them. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Right. yeah, she did say that. She yeah. did say that. Yeah. Yeah. But she, um, yeah, I, I noticed like after that, she likes, like, okay, so she stops painting, I guess, after she gets mad. And, I think so, yeah. And she stops seeing colors. It, mm. She literally says that, that she stops seeing colors. Ugh. And then she <laughs> just stares ridiculous. at her blank cam- canvas. Um, oh, my yeah. God. This also kind of reminds me of, like, um, what Bar- is it? Barbaras? No, no, no. No. <laughs> that sad moment when you see uh, Bella on oh. Twilight and, like, she's going through <laughs> the, the seasons. And that- she's just, <laughs> it's a possibility. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. And, like, she's just so sad staring out, you know. That, like, and, like, the world song. is going on without her and, like, seasons are passing. And, like, <laughs> yeah. she's just sitting in that little recliner or whatever that is. 
Anyway, we were Twilight fans back then. First, no, still, still are. Still. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, one one night after dinner, uh, she goes into the garden because she doesn't want to be around Lucian or Tamlin. She's you know blaming her for all this, the world moving on and whatnot. She walks into the rose garden and Tamlin follows her. Um, he tells her that the garden was a mating gift for, to his mother. And he's trying to engage in some light conversation, but she's not having it. She ignores him because he's responsible <laughs> for letting her family forget her. Uh, she, start, she starts to think that she's no better than the children of the blessed after falling for all that Tamlin <laughs> had provided herself. And her family. Money. Paints. Starlight. That would make me forget. <laughs> <laughs> Money, fame, starlight. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he finally notices, which is so funny because, you know, a lot of men don't notice when they're, like, significant others upset. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And it takes, a, it takes him a while. So he finally notices that she's upset and asks her, you know, what's going on. And she tells Tamlin she feels ashamed about leaving her family and angry that not one member of her family offered to go to Prithian in her place. After all, she's done for them over the years. Uh, okay. He, Go ahead. Okay. At uh, at that moment, um, right after that happens, right when he comes out to ask her, she plucks a rose. Oh, oh right his now. mother's rose, all cool. Right. Yeah. After <laughs> after he just told her about his father gifting the garden to his mother as a mating present, right? And she also makes some assumptions about his parents, believing that they're like that they were probably in love and that they loved. Tamlin better than hers loved her and then she also assumes that they would have offered to go in his place if someone tried to steal him she's, so like, she's like woe is me like she, she's so into like self-pity her. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so she like tears off this rose cuts herself in 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 that doing so you know after he tells her this was my present to my dad to his mom she then she diminishes the importance of her bitterness toward her family um when compared to his controlling the issues, you know, like like protecting his lands, right? And then Tamlin says that if it bothers him, you know, that it's not silly because she's saying that the way that she feels is silly. And he's like, no, it's not silly. And she she chucks the rose <laughs> into the bushes like a complete jerk, you know? Like she just, I just, I just put this Well, you know, rose. that kind of reminds me of like, uh, like teens and yeah I like guess so. this currently like that's the way they are they're like they're always me mm-hmm. give me more attention let me th- throw a fit so maybe you'll give me what i want you know things yeah. like that i think my daughter does that too so you know yeah <laughs> I, I guess like in in rereading the book i didn't i didn't remember this part like she mm-hmm. was being a little yeah. she, she was, was being, being a brat she, but but in all fairness she was being 19 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. true yeah. that yeah she does grab that rose and she squeezes it, so she actually starts bleeding in her hand. Um, and he kisses it, her bleed, and he licks it. No, he doesn't. No. Say uh, whip. He's a chamoy. Delicioso. And he kisses her under uh, his her other hand. Her underwear. Her underwear. No. Uh, You're jumping ahead. That's later. Her long underwear. Anyway. <laughs> He kisses her other hand, and this uh, seems to turn her on a little bit, and it makes her knees buckle. She notices that he's actually healed her wounds from the freaking thorns. Um, Tamlin tells her not to feel guilty about doing what brings her joy, which is painting. Uh, 
Do you remember that she just wanted to marry off her sisters, have enough food for her dad, and like paint around the world? I mean, like she really likes painting. Yeah, she's. That when, was when y'all imagine her painting. What do you imagine her paintings like? Like stick figures or painting paintings? I don't know. Okay. Like, I think it's abstract art. So nobody really knows what <laughs> it is. And she's like, this is what it is. Yeah. And it's not really that. There's a large part of the fandom that really thinks that she is just painting. Like <laughs> like she reads? Okay. No, like finger painting. I wanna, okay, okay. Do you guys but, remember when Britney Spears was painting? And and she was, she was painting. I don't know if it was on her social media or what. Uh-huh. But basically there was just squirrels. Oh, <laughs> painting she, and i love me some britney spears but like, her paintings were like little squiggles and swirls <laughs> she might be good um the only reason i say that is because she notices like her observation is so good like the mm-hmm. way that she describes things maybe well i mean maybe she's just doing the colors and that's the color squiggle she wants to do <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding i'm kidding yeah i yeah. think she might be doing good you because know. later on she might he be. wants to keep something of her you know so. you know who also paints uh george uh, Bush, W. Bush. Oh, he actually oh. is a decent painter. I know somebody who's a big fan of the W. We will not name him, <laughs> although we have earlier. <laughs> anyway, um, he's a mascot. <laughs> so uh, she asks why I thought Tamla was our mascot. <laughs> she wouldn't. Uh, he, she shouldn't feel ashamed. He tells her at some point that her human joy fascinates him. Mm-hmm. The way that she experiences things so deeply and wildly, and it draws her to him. Him Wait, to her. Him to her. Whatever. It's a line talking. <laughs> I, and that's because I have it written the right way, but I just read it wrong. Cause oh, I, I put You're the being quote, a fairy. I put the quote here because I thought it was really sweet. What is it? Go. It's because your human joy fascinates me. The way you experience things in your lifespan so wildly, deeply, and all at once is entrancing. I'm drawn to it even when I know I should, uh, shouldn't be, um, even when I try not to be. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I agree, Joe. <laughs> but, and when he says that, I will say, though, Farah kind of thinks of the fact that she will get old mm-hmm. and he won't. Yeah. But then that thought goes away. That's like Bella and Edward, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, she's just Bella. You're going to be hearing that reference no, throughout the no, whole no, podcast. No. She okay. is not as weak as Bella. I will defend Farah over Bella. Farah is more than Bella. Hey, Bella kicks some ass at the very end. No, at the very end. I have to wait. How many movies? Wait, the sex scenes? She kicked ass during the sex scenes, too. I know. Yeah, she That was very rough. I... She is a pillow princess. And she had a otherwise. baby no. <laughs> that clawed its way out, basically. Anyway, um, so while he's telling her all this, Tamla gets super close to Farah, sort of brushing his lips against her cheeks. He makes some vague comment about one day everything would come to light when it was safe, and he walks away. And Farah at this time realizes she craves his warmth and nearness, and that's how the night ends, leaving Farah wanting more. Yeah, baby. Okay, uh, so the the third bottle of wine that we have opened tonight is Relax Riesling. Relax. And uh, I don't know what the... That, that's, that's the delicious drink that we're drinking right now. And I actually need another pour, so... You're going to hear it. We're not peeing. That's Hit wine. Me. Hit me with another bartender. Um, so, anyway... 
The next morning, she goes out into the woods because she's a bit mortified about admitting to herself how she feels toward Tamlin. She takes a few weapons with her, a bow and arrow, and the knife that Lucian gave her. Uh, while she's in the forest, a presence approaches, so she hides in a crook of a towering elm and waits. And she hears a roar <laughs> because she trapped the High Lord in her snare. I love this. I know, I do too. Roar. And so while hanging upside down, Tamlin gets petted. <laughs> I love this. By Feyre, and he purrs. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, he cuts himself down and has some friendly banter with Feyre, and then gives her a present of different poems, five of them. He reads them to her because, you know, she could not read, and then goes on to show her that he included all the words from her list, uh, the list of words she couldn't understand but had written down. Uh, and he tells her uh, about his way of becoming good at making limericks, dirty ones. Ew. Uh, so, what do you think about Tamlin's game now? Has it improved? <laughs> he <clears throat> totally watched Spider-Man from, you know, the one with Tobey Maguire. But he didn't give it the upside-down kiss. That's what he needed. That was what was missing. I know, but still, that's the first thing that I thought of when, mm-hmm. I, when this happened. <laughs> and I totally think that he walked into that trap on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, this scene... This scene is like so damn cute. Like when I was re- when I was reviewing it, it's like peak Tamlin cuteness. Like this is probably the last time we ever saw. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much because it's uh, it shows how playful he can be. It's like the best the best he can do at flirting is through writing, mm-hmm. and the writing happens to be dirty limericks <laughs> 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 that he created using that you know that list of words or whatever. Um, but which is that is so cute. I thought it's like the snowball fight in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like roses are red, violets are blue. I like your cat competitive too. And and then there are naughty limits. The you're you're limits. a professional, aren't you? <laughs> I love poetry. I'm a published poet. I I don't care for poetry, but I will tell you that me and my husband. <laughs> remember when topics uh, was a thing? Oh, topic. Yeah, yeah. On, okay. Online, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we he would read all the topics <laughs> comments to me. As if it was poetry. <laughs> oh, no. So this, those of you that don't know what topics is, it's just like a, oh, like a gossip site. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, like, it's not active anymore. For yeah. whatever city that you lived mm-hmm. in, whatever yeah. town, no matter how small. But he would read it to me, and like if there was grammatical errors or whatever, <laughs> he would still say it like that because it was like so much funnier. And let me tell you, a lot of people in this town like to say Chester drawers instead of chest of drawers. Chester drawers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> anyway, while move, uh, while heading back to the manor, uh, Favorite asks about the mating present um, of the garden and why it was given for mating and not for the wedding. And he tells them that high fae get married all the time, but meeting your mate is less common. A mate is your match in every way. If you find your mate, marriage isn't as significant as the bond between the mates. Favor asks about uh, what happened to his parents, and he goes on to tell her that his father was just as bad as Lucian's, along with his two brothers. Uh, they would keep slaves, and they treated humans poorly. His mother loved his father deeply and wouldn't stop him from being a tyrant. Uh, he never wanted to gain his father's title, and instead he trained to be a warrior to serve his father or the future high lord. 
He goes on to tell Favor that fighting and killing are all that he's good at, as well as playing the fiddle. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> Uh, his power kept growing through his training. His father, mother, and brothers were killed by a high lord from an enemy court. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, he only mourned his mother. And Favor offers an apology for the death of his mother. Uh, he talks of his transition to high lord. Many of his father's courtiers <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. went to different courts rather than have a warrior beast snarling at them. Uh, he hadn't been trained on manners, law, and court warfare since birth like most high lords she praises how he's protected the court from the blight and those who left she called them idiots before you go on i wanted to make sure to mention that there is a little bit of i i don't i can't say it's foreshadowing because nothing has happened yet but the fact that he mentions that his mother loved his father deeply and wouldn't stop him from being a tyrant Mm -hmm. because they were mates Mm-hmm. basically so that may or may not end up being foreshadowing mm-hmm. so about certain people okay Faye. okay go ahead <laughs> so when they get closer to the manor she observes that there's fairies setting up bonfires and he tells her it's for callan may mm-hmm. she tells them that humans no longer celebrate holidays and so if you were pharaoh what holiday would you miss the most I already know you. <laughs> well, Feyre said that they don't celebrate holidays. But if I was a human from our world, I would miss Halloween. <laughs> Maggie thinks that Halloween belongs to her. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes, I live and I breathe Halloween. Anything fall? It doesn't belong to you. It, she it was does born, belong to me. She was born on Halloween, just to be fair. I own the rights. No. Well, I was born on Christmas, so Christmas is mine. <laughs> you lie. That's Vera. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that is not true at okay. all. Well, I, I like Christmas because it's, you know, people are usually cheerful and whatnot. It doesn't, I wouldn't say it gets cold over here where we're at, but, you know. Everybody puts Christmas lights. We live in a neighborhood that everybody puts their Christmas lights on. They all decorate. And uh, I have seven Christmas trees. Yeah. So I like Christmas a little bit. Yeah, just a, a little bit. I do like the way that Talon describes Callan mine. <laughs> like 4th of July? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So moving on. Favorite asks what Callan Mai is. And he tells her it's just a spring ceremony. And the magic we create helps regenerate land for the year ahead. Uh, Favorite asks about how they create magic, and Tamlin answers that there is a ritual, but it's very fairy. fairy. <laughs> <laughs> he tells her that she might see more fairies around the court that night, and he warns her to stay away from them and just stay in the house. Mm-hmm. She then asks if she's invited to this ceremony, and he gives her a strong nope. Uh-huh. And that's when things get a little awkward. Because he can mess around, but she can't. Somebody's got some attitude. I'm just saying. That wine. That is rude. (laughs) So he gets rigid and quiet once they enter the gardens, and he tells Favor to stay hidden, and no matter what she hears, don't come out. Uh, So she hears Tamlin and Lucian approaching, and hears um, Tamlin tell someone he knows what day it is. And when she looks, she doesn't see anyone. Then she heard a voice say, she, the infamous she, is wondering why he hasn't given up yet. Lucian defends Tamlin and says that she may be more of an idiot than they thought. Uh, Then the voice warns them against speaking as such about she who holds their fates in her hands. 
And Tamlin tells the boys that he's tired of cleaning up the trash that she dumps on his borders, meaning the naga, the bog. And the voice tells Tamlin that they were gifts to remind him of what would happen if he breaks the... Anyway, he, then he gets interrupted by Lucian. Lucian tells the voice that he's not and to get the hell on. He tells him he's not to be defiling the court or to enter the cave. The voice laughs at Tamlin and tells him that even though he has a heart of stone, he holds a lot of fear in it. They exchange more heated words before the thing leaves. So were you surprised that Feyre actually listened to Tamlin and, you know, stayed away? No, actually. It seems like she's developing feelings at this point. Some sort. She might have a little bit more respect, but she was yeah. still close enough to listen. Yeah. So yeah. in a way, she did and she didn't. Yeah. So she was like, I kind of listened. <laughs> and we were, you know, and listened. Yeah. <laughs> so she, I mean, she might be, like you asked later on, um, that she might be gr- growing some trust with yeah. him. Um, she probably does respect him. Yeah, well, now, now he's the High Lord, oh, and not just High Bane. He's got a title. Mm-hmm. The High Lord, High Lord, High Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Tamlin grabs Farah and says, it is gone. And uh, Lucian asks what she heard. She says nothing that she understood. She asked who or what that was, and Tamlin basically says it's an evil fairy who, is, who brings the human mist of the Fae to life. Lucian says that if the adder saw her, but Tamlin interrupts to say it didn't. And an angered Tamlin dismisses Feyre, and Feyre wonders once again who that she is. So do you think that Tamlin and Lucian are doing a good job of keeping Feyre's curiosity um, at bay? No. Have y'all ever seen the house bunny? Yeah. Yes. When she's like in the deep voice. <laughs> I don't know why, but when you said Adder, I wanted to <laughs> You know what's funny? At work, I, I do that to our secretary. <laughs> Your secretary. <laughs> no, I say, I say her name, and I don't... I, I'm not going to say it. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, so do you think that... Yeah, she's, she's very curious. You know, you know, we talk about how some people give you little tidbits, uh, and then they stop telling you. They're, they're doing that to her, like, all the time. And it's about everything. It's the she, it's the calamite, mm-hmm. it's everything. And uh, so she's just always left wondering. Yeah. The approach of calamite makes me excited for the I next I know. The podcast. next chapter is, is going to be a good one. Oh. Uh, but we're, mm, we're not favorite. getting there today. So that will be on the next episode. Absolutely. My future husband. Uh my f- Charlie, my- did you hear that? My future Who's husband's Charlie? friend. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I said my future husband's friend. <laughs> dork. You're a dork. All right. Well, I guess until next time, follow us on Instagram um, and TikTok. Three whiny witches. Whiny like wine the and spirit. Three like the number three. <laughs> if you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow us and give us a five star. I did not tell you that. And if you'd like to send us any comments or have any questions, we have an email at threewhinywitches at gmail.com. Any kind of um, constructive criticism or suggestions, please feel free to do so. Just be nice. (laughs) And you cry. (laughs) I cry. Even with emojis. (laughs) That's still crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any um, answers to the questions that we've asked today? If you'd like to answer that we could read that out in the next podcast as well mm-hmm. okay until next time see you later witches <laughs>